All right, welcome to another episode of Let's Go Brandon Green. Today on the show, we have Skip Sams of Chicago, uh, Illinois in America. And he's a composer, actor, uh, so- sober coach, helping people achieve sobriety. Is that it? And yep. uh, he's on here to tell his story and how he can help people become sober and become the cleaner, better version of, of who they are, I guess. Is that is that right, Skip? Yeah, that's right. And how to regain uh, creativity, the things that we loved, but that we lost due to our addictions. And how we yeah. can get those back. Um, yeah. So you were... Uh, so people just don't get as creative as they get older. Is that right? That's what happened to me. When I was a kid, I was crazy. And now it's just like, it's hard to find that creativity. And I've never really been addicted to anything too naughty or anything. So that, that's Can a very you good me point. Back up? You know, that's a very good point. And I, I find it very interesting, Brandon, when people say that, because um, we are all creators, right? We We were born to create and uh, we are creating our own lives. We create, you know, you're creating, you're doing this podcast, dude. That's totally creative. Right. And we create our life situations. A lot of them. Um, we create um, so much of our present existence. And uh, once we start taking responsibility for that, um, we can begin to turn the creative tide in a way that uh, helps our light shine is the way I see it. Right. And uh, so your story actually has a bit of it, like you came from where you help people now to where you are now. So what happened to you that was the defining moment where Skip gets sober? Oh, my God. Well, the defining moment when I got sober came after uh, about 20 years of uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, but crystal meth is what brought me to my knees. And uh, I went on a three-year binge with crystal meth. In fact, I remember a day that I was uh, in a taxi cab and I was leaving my drug dealer's house. And I used to have a recording studio downtown in the loop of Chicago. And it wasn't, you know, I wasn't rich, I wasn't famous, but I was definitely an up and coming producer and and had a studio right there in the heart of the city. And I was going down uh, the road in this taxi cab sitting in the back street. And, oh, my cat's coming to say hi. And uh, it was so beautiful out. It was fall. The sun was setting about 4 o'clock. And so everything had this orange glow and the sky was blue. And I'm like, how beautiful this is. I'm going to close my recording studio and become a drug dealer so I can use drugs full time. I mean, that was the craziness of the thought process. And uh, I did. I closed my recording studio. And, you did it. Uh, There's nothing I in did. your brain saying that's the craziest thing. That's losers do that. You know, but that's that's addiction, right? Yeah. I'm Addiction was more important to me at that time. And uh so that is a defining moment. That is a thought where I created a, a big, 
you know, I was going down the highway and I got off an exit, but it wasn't the right one, you know, and yeah. And um, how long into using this drug did you make this decision? I'm going to be a full time professional. Oh, that wasn't. Well, I, I mean, I had used crystal meth sporadically, but like the first time I did it, I was 18. This was when I was like in my mid thirties that I made this decision. And then I yeah, right. uh, then, but then I started, I learned a, a way to smoke it. And then that changed everything. I stopped drinking. I stopped doing pot. I thought it was a cure for my alcoholism. And I thought it was a cure for bipolar disorder because I was suddenly not manic or depressed. I was just kind of evened out. It was. What do you mean? So, so you were using it in a different way? Um, well, you know, there's different ways to use it. Just like about any drug, you can snort it, you can smoke it, you can use it intravenously. And I started smoking it, and that's when it became extremely addictive for me. I couldn't. How were you using it before? Just snorting it. Oh, yeah. snorting it, right? Yeah. But um, so I, you know, I did that for three years. Yeah. What? And this is crack, yeah. is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, but it's it's a very different high. But yeah, it's it's kind of like smoke going from smoke. Uh, snorting cocaine to smoking it you know it's much more addictive yeah. so i did i did that for three years and oh. i became uh, so lonely and so depressed and during that time i even um not necessarily that it's related to my drug use uh, in a way it is but i also became hiv infected and I was 39, this was three years after I, I had stopped and I was 39 and I was laying in bed one morning and I just thought today is the day the pain ends. And uh, I had made a plan to go to the L subway station and throw myself in front of the train. And that was another defining moment because um, I had the thought that today the pain ends, just go do it, just go end it. And you've used the last 20 years of your life. You've just totally effed up every opportunity life has given you. You've just sabotaged and just go end it. And I, there was a thought process that started. And I, today I see it as gift of desperation because I went from just go do it to wait, if you messed up the last 20 years, what if you do something the next 20 years to make up for that? And then, oh, wow, you know, that's going to be 60 and 60 is not that old anymore. Wait a minute. If you live to be 60, you could live to be 80. And that just blew my mind. And the thought that came to me was your life doesn't have to be over, Skip. It could be half over. Yeah, and you can. I. Yeah, I never I had never seen uh, I I'd never seen my life past 40. So there was another decision where I, another thought that created the next part of my uh, my future, right? Yeah. Because it was that point that I went and got help. I had tried to get sober before, but it wasn't for me. It was for other people or to save a relationship or, you know, different things like that. But this was for me because I wanted to live and I wanted to live a life that was meaningful and uh, that was actually... Um, doing something with my life rather than wasting it. And that was, so I see that today, that gift of desperation, my encounter with God, air quotes and purpose, but, you know, G-O-D, okay. gift of desperation. 
And so, uh, so this orb turned around while you were still an, a drug addict. So somehow you, so people who are drug addicts can still have this moment of clarity where they, well, not clarity. It's just I want to instead of killing myself, I'm going to try to live. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's usually you know, and you hear about people hitting rock bottom, right? And it's a lot of times we have to hit that rock bottom. Um, to be able to climb out of it, you know, um, somebody asked, I asked, um, somebody, somebody asked me once, um, what, how do you know when you've hit rock bottom? And somebody that was standing by me said, when you're ready to stop digging, you know, <laughs> cause you know, cause we, we just wanted, it's, there's part of us that just want to keep digging and keep digging and keep digging. And um, at the point that we stop digging uh, is when we've reached our bottom. And um, there's only so much mess you can get yourself into. That's all that that road well, was either at that point. It was like continue or die. Yeah. yeah. Those were my two options was to like to recover or die. Yeah. And um, that's when, uh, so I got, I got clean and, um, how long was this you know, between I, you, uh, you know, starting to smoke the stuff and then you having this epiphany, well, this is all changing right now. Uh, about three years, three Maybe years of rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And during this yeah. time you got, you said you were, became HIV positive. Is that right? Yeah. Is that like somewhere in the yeah. middle there or towards the end? No, that was, that was 2004. And you know, that's, I look at that. And one of the things in recovery, and, and I mentioned uh, this before is that, you know, we have to take responsibility for our lives and the way I became infected is, is a whole different story. But, um, you know, do I, should I have gotten it? Should I have not? I mean, nobody should get it. Right. What I do know is that in taking responsibility for it, I know that the incident that happened would not have happened if I wasn't high. Yeah, right. And, but, but, but was this was this time that you became HIV infected? Was this towards the end of the three years, or was it in the middle of it? It was about yeah. It was the middle because I got oh, I, so got I didn't have and, much. Yeah. And when, yeah. and when did it like rock your world or you were just too high to care or do you like, it's no, not it even about very, it was, be HIV it, it, positive today and live forever. Now is my understanding with it. As long as you yeah, take your and drug. it was then too, it was, you know, this yeah, was 2004, right. it was 2004. Um, so I've been HIV positive 18 years. I've been sober 16 years. I uh, got sober on, April 20th, 2006, which, uh, yeah. is 420. I don't know if that means yeah, well, the same thing in Australia as it does here, yeah, but 420 yeah. is a code for pot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. It is here yeah, globally. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so you had all these things happen to you and then, so you found, so were you a religious person before you found God? I don't consider myself religious and that's no. actually what, um, one of the things that kept me away from, uh, recovery is because, um, recovery programs, 12 step programs, they talk about God 
Um, and I uh, grew up in a home that was uh, very religious and, um, but, oh. and that was fine. But when I figured out that I'm gay and uh, that didn't really go well with religion, right? So I kind of left really? religion behind and didn't really want to so face what, it. What but, age did you tell your family you were gay? Oh, I was like 19. Yeah. Oh, really? That early? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, and your parents were like, not in this uh, well i was i was 19 and you know we had to work through it we had to work through it but you know that's that's part of um i i grew up singing and doing music in church and it was very much a part of who i was and when you take when i had to make a choice in a sense of and this was before church had accepted the the gay side oh, of yeah, the yeah. world yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah most of them still haven't but yeah okay but um yeah you know i had a relationship with a god of my understanding when i was younger and i loved to sing about god but then when i had to make a decision of being my authentic self in religion you know, being my authentic self, one, but that, that left this hole of, you know, what do I do with all this creative space that I put in this way towards religion? And that's kind of like where the drugs and alcohol is just trying to fill that hole. And yeah. um, when I got in recovery and I saw that, you know, they may talk about God, but it's a God of your understanding. They don't tell you what God is. So God of my understanding um, has nothing to do with religion, and um, but it does have everything to do with my creativity. And because I, you know, whatever created this universe, it created this earth. This earth also created us, and so it's just like a continuation of creation. You know, I mean, there's yeah. procreation, but then there's in our own lives and how we live day to day. And I see it as a creation and an expansion of love. And Wrong. when I was able to reconcile that, that's when I started to be able to get my creativity back. That's when I started to be able to write music again. Um, I guess you felt more alive and ready to live, like, boom. Yeah, I had that purpose. I had that purpose yeah. back. And um, it wasn't about um, making someone else happy. It wasn't about doing what I thought someone else thought I should do or it was about, um, or it is about, this is me. This is me standing in my truth. And this is what I can create to share with you. Um, and, you know, share some light and share some love. And so today it's, it's a lot to carry the message of love. Um, and also just to carry the message of recovery to people who are going through addiction or, you know, I also have a bipolar disorder that's been well managed, you know, and coming out of that is difficult. You know, recovery means so many different things. And to be able to have this time of um, creating, um, we have to be in a spot that is authentic. And yeah, because I wouldn't believe you'd be too creative getting high every day. You know, it's it's funny because a lot of people think that um, they say that they left their creativity when they got sober. 
you know, cause they, they were, and I used to think I had to smoke pot to like be more creative. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that you take that away and then there's a solution possibly like for my depression and, and medication people. Are, and I used to say this too. I don't want to, I don't want to take that medication because it may take away my creativity. Right. So I would, I would rather use street drugs than prescribed drugs that have been scientifically proven to help. Um, so I, you know, that's kind of, but you know, I, so it, that comes back to a point though. When I say earlier that, um, I lost my music, I lost my creativity. Um, I didn't lose it. It was a conscious decision that I told, you know, shared earlier. It was a conscious decision to close my recording studio. I did not lose it. I did not lose my music career. I stopped it so that I could use. And that again is another way of like me taking responsibility. It's like, I didn't lose this stuff. I didn't lose yeah. my family. I didn't lose my partner. I, they did not abandon me. I abandoned them long before yeah. in my addiction. So now I can make an amends and making amends isn't just saying, I'm sorry. You know, when we make like it's a contract, you amend the contract, you go in and you actually change the contract. Um, so it's like the same with relationships. Now that I'm sober and I start to change and I'm not lying, I'm not cheating, I'm not like, you know, uh, abandoning family relationships so I can use, I'm present, I'm sober, um, so that it's an ongoing amends. And so the same thing happened with my creativity. When I started seeing my creativity in a way that it wasn't just some abstract thing or songs that I write that I own, it's more of a relationship with my muse um, or, you know, my higher power or my creative source that I abandoned it. It never abandoned me. It was always yeah. right there waiting. So if you think that more people looked at their troubled few years like that, then it would become clear and they can become more content with it, I guess. There's something I heard of um, soon after I got uh, uh, sober that has always stuck with me. And that is, you know, we also often hear um, – this stuff happened to me or why is this happening to me? But there is a, if you change the word two to the word for, why is this happening for me? Yeah. It's total different perception where I can say this, there is this life circumstance. Why is this happening for me? How can I grow? How can I change? Why can I provide? How can I be of service in this situation rather than becoming the victor, becoming the hero? And why not you? It's got to happen to someone. Why not you? That's what I ask myself. You know? Yeah. And there is a point where we have to become our own hero. Even if someone is guiding us, if there's an intervention, if someone is taking us to rehab um, or someone is helping us along, and we receive that help, it's not going to stick until we decide for ourselves, this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, you've definitely done a 180 because what I see in front of me is just a nice, healthy man, man. You know what I mean? Not not a 
drug addicted, HIV positive, whatever you want to label yourself as what you used to be, but you you definitely done a full one eighty, and um, I'm sure that would help. Yeah, you'd be more than qualified in helping people that were in that path. I guess when you're talking to people, you've got to make a decision. Like, like I mean, like are they ready to get help? Like before you 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 said it correctly. Like they're getting help because other people railroaded them into getting help, but they didn't really want it. It come it has to come from within them to to really change. Right? Yeah, and that's I guess. That's half the thing is you know, making but, them convince them that they've got to decide that. Yeah. And we're talking about creating our, our, our lives. The most important words that I think create our present or our future are the words we put after I am. So like I used to say, I am HIV. No, I'm not. I have HIV. HIV does not yeah. define me. It's, it's yeah. part of my human experience. Um, I used to say I'm bipolar. No, I'm not. I am not a mental illness. I have a bipolar disorder that is well managed today. Um, and uh, I'm still a little crazy, but we all are, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm no yeah. more. It's managed. So I don't have to allow that to define me. And the same with addiction. You know, I, I do claim that I am an addict. Um, I do that very intentionally, but knowing I am not the disease of addiction, I do remind myself that, yes, I have the disease of addiction. So therefore I call myself an addict. Um, so does that mean you don't do I any? Remind, I have to remind this, myself. So you can't do you any know, drugs anymore. That's right. Just because I have 16 years clean doesn't mean I can pick up a, a, a something and do it once because I'll tell you what, I won't do it just once. So you know that, you know, it's like, it's like the eating the box. It's like getting Oreos in my house. I say, I'm just going to have one tonight, but then I wake up the next day and the whole box of Oreos is gone. So why would <laughs> I think it would be any different than with drugs? <laughs> yeah. Right. Cool. All right. So how can people uh, yeah, get in contact with you? And what type of people are best suited for coaching, like addict? You like being a sober coach? I guess I've never heard of that term before, but that that would mean you you're talking to people that are dealing with drug addiction. Yeah. Well, the um, the programs that I work today with uh, in coaching is one is making amends with your muse, uh, reclaiming your creativity and recovery. And so yeah. that is for artists, um, musicians, actors, uh, who are and they're in the one, They're the ones that are susceptible to all this stuff. You hear about all the actors and the, especially young musicians trying to make it and thing, even ones that do make it. Like what's with – and you yourself, what's with musicians and I guess they want to experiment and then the experiment goes terrible and gets out of yeah. control. Is that what happens? I, I don't think it's, I guess it is apparent in the music industry and in acting, but there, I think it's in all areas of life, but you just yeah. see musicians and actors, they're already in the spotlight. They're already on the stage. Yeah. So it gets, the spotlight gets put on them. And hey, where is the addicts. other guy that's not into that? He hides it better. 
or it's like right. more you know, hidden. He's yeah. on Wall. He's on Wall yeah. Street. Or, yeah. You know, uh, he's he's a doctor who is addicted okay. to amphetamines, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. Okay, so yeah. every so anyone can they can reach it. me. Yeah, at skipsams.com, S-K-I-P-S-A-M-S.com. Uh, I am on Instagram at um, Sober on Stage. And I'm on Facebook, Skip Sams. Find me on Facebook. All right, no worries. Well, thanks for coming on then, Skip. And uh, yeah, it's good. I'll have a listen to your music too because, yeah, you've got all that on your website, Skip Sam Music skipsamsmusic.com and you read a bit about your coaching there as well. All right then Skip, well you have a fantastic day there in uh, Chi-Town and uh, yeah look forward to hearing more from you buddy. No worries mate. All right. Bye. Bye bye.